Hey everyone, hope you're doing well. Welcome back to a brand new edition of the Ariel Helwani Basketball Show. And yes, I know what you're probably thinking. You're probably thinking, wait a second, the first five episodes, they all dropped on Friday morning. It's Tuesday afternoon. Why is there a new episode up? Well, I'll tell you why there's a new episode up. There's a new episode up because New York City, my friends, is on fire. And why is New York City on fire? It is on fire because the Knicks are rolling. Yes, the New York Knickerbockers up as of right this second, 1-0 against the Cleveland Cavaliers. That could change in a matter of hours. But as of right this second, as I'm recording this, are up. Now, worst case scenario, they're going back to the Garden 1-1, and that's a great spot to be in, especially since they're the five seed. And when I think about the Knicks, and when I think about the nostalgia that comes with being a Knicks fan, and when I think about nostalgia and the NBA, 90s, 80s NBA, when I think about a fan who is much like myself in terms of his love of basketball, when I think about a fan who loves the Knicks die hard as well, I think of one man only. I think of Action Bronson, aka Bam Bam Baklava, aka Action Bronsolino. And honestly, I've said this before, He's probably the top five coolest human beings that I know. You know him as a rapper. You know him as a chef. You know him as a host. You know him as an author. You know him as an entrepreneur. You know him as a pro wrestler. Just came out with his own shoes, with New Balance, has his own clothing line. Uh, I'm probably forgetting about eight different things. Uh, The guy has done it all. He's a true renaissance man, but at his core, he's a massive sports fan and one of his first things that he ever loved was basketball and and his knowledge and his just sort of recollection and love of 80s and 90s basketball is is such a, a treat for me to listen to. And so with the Knicks in the playoffs, with them rolling at the moment, with the garden on fire, as it will be on fire come Friday for game three against the Cavs, I called up my old friend Action Bronson to reminisce about 90s and 80s basketball, about basketball culture, about his new shoe, about the Knicks, about playing hoops in the city back in the day, all that stuff and more. I've usually talked to him about fighting because we share that love as well, but this is all about the beautiful game, basketball. So here it is, my conversation with the one and only Action Bronson. Enjoy. All right, this is a very exciting one for me. You know, when I launched this show, I I created a wish list. And at the very top of that wish list was this man, because I've actually, as longtime listeners and viewers of mine know, have had him on my wide array of programs over the past few years to mainly talk about mixed martial arts and a little pro wrestling. But we're not talking about that today, my friends. We're talking about hoops. We're talking about basketball because he is a longtime basketball fanatic. He is, of course... Remember they used to do this oh, one? Oh, yeah, that was great. Uh, who was that? Uh, CJ Miles? Shaq. Shaq did that too. That's right. Shout out. Uh, the big Aristotle. Entrepreneur, rapper, chef, pro wrestler, uh, I mean, host, author, everything under the sun. Also, author two times, two times, and shoe designer as well, and and clothing design. I mean, everything. We're getting into all of that and more with the one and only Bam Bam Baklava Bronsolina, Mister Action Bronson. How are you, sir? I'm tremendous, brother. How are you? Uh, so good, and I uh, see you here, rocking the old school Knicks. Thank you. That. I had the Mark Jackson jersey on earlier. I wasn't sure. I love Mark. He's from Queens. So he also should have a chip with Golden State. That's for another. Oh, that's not. That's for this podcast. <laughs> Same background. So I was like, I thought we were talking about uh, yeah, yeah. a little kneeing and kicking. Wait a second. Is this Mark Jackson Knicks? Mark Jackson Knicks. I thought maybe St. John's. Nah, no, no, no. Straight Knicks. St. John's would be. I have a Felipe Lopez St. John's jersey. Wow. And I was looking through pictures of myself the other day. I was getting fucking what's Hunter's finisher? The, the pedigree. I was getting pedigreed in St. John shorts back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> and I was getting pedigreed in Syracuse shorts. Oh yes, my boy had on the Tommy Hilfiger vest, and I had on the shoe. It was nuts. I was just reminiscing. I also looked at an old picture of myself. You know how your parents keep those. One's from school with the laser background, and it's still it's still in the sheet. There's like eight connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Knicks jersey, I'm posting it in a second. 
Uh, and the hair that I had. What was it, Afro? Nah, kidding me? This was like gleaming the cue Christian Slater. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you rocking? Which, which jersey? Do you remember? Had to be a Ewing. Ewing? Either with Ewing or Oakley. Yeah. You know what? It was the Oakley jersey, yeah, because I remember the Oakley jersey didn't have the NBA logo on it because I got it from the Aqueduct flea market. Oh, it was, it was a knockoff? It was a, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a jersey. It had the numbers on it, just didn't have the NBA logo. It had the champion one, but they didn't oh, put that. You remember when they used to have the ones where something was fucked up? Yes, yes, of course. I have like a Clyde Drexler Portland jersey. It was like rubbed out. <laughs> First jersey you ever got? Day. Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I've been in sports gear since I was born. I, who knows? Who knows? Probably could have been an Eddie Murray Mets. Eddie Murray Mets. Wow, that is old. What about basketball? Do you remember? One of the Knicks. Either yeah. the, I remember I was obsessed. Champ sports anywhere. Anywhere to get jerseys. The black Barkley Phoenix. I still have all of them. All my childhood jerseys. White Cavs, fucking Mark Price. Oh, wow. All kinds of weird shit from all over the place. Um, Christian Leitner, USA jersey for some reason. These were the ones that were at the flea market. No one wanted that shit. Yes. That's why I had it. You know, the rubbed out Clyde Drexler, Terry Porter jerseys. I didn't even know they made the Terry Porter jersey. Cliff was- Rock. Oh, Cliff Rock, rest in peace. I had the Cliff Robinson jersey, bro. I loved him with the headband. Come on. He rest was the peace, one. Clifford. Yeah, he was amazing. He Number was. 30. Um, that w- there was nothing more exciting than getting like a super obscure one. I had one guy that you've mentioned in, in, in your songs back in the day. I had a Tom Gugliata Bullets jersey, red one. Bullets, that's a good one. Yeah, Bullets. Gugliata's a good one. Googs, the man. Yeah, no, see, those those obscure jerseys would like, those are the ones that garner all the money now. Yeah, Back and they're then, not the same. No, nah, it's not, it's not. It, it, at one point I wore when the, the jersey on the thing said 44, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's no longer the, what's going to fit me ever. 44, 48, that doesn't fit. I'm now in the 56, 58. <laughs> I need throwback jerseys. I need Mitchell and Ness. That's right. Uh, I was a 48, by the way. I don't know how I was bigger than you as a kid. It's, it fits. It fits yeah. nicely. Yeah, it's nice. Um, all right, we have so much to talk about. Uh, I have a great story about going to a Knicks game with you that I want to share in a moment. But since this is a basketball show, do you remember how, like, I always tell people about how I fell in love with Patrick Ewing. I, I, I went to a store and my brothers, I think they were playing a prank on me because I wanted to get Jordans. And they were like, no, 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 get these shoes. And they were Ewing <laughs> shoes. And the Ewings weren't that cool. They were really bulky. They were like ski boots. And I got them. And then I, it was 1990. And then I was like, all right, I need to watch this guy. And I fell in love with him. That's how I fell in love with Ewing, the Knicks, and really the NBA. How did you fall in love with it? Just watching sports with my grandfather in, in, in Queens. You know, my Albanian grandfather. He would be there watching CNN, boxing, basketball, soccer, anything that was on, we'd watch together. And it became a family gathering when the Knicks were on. You know, it, it was like my younger cousins, you know, my girl cousins loved John Starks at the time. They, you know, like when he would go to the foul line and pucker his little lips up. Yes. <laughs> they used to go crazy for that shit. I don't know. It's like fucking weird to me, you know. But, you know, these I, I, I loved Anthony Mason because we got haircuts where he got haircuts, you know. Same spot? Yeah, Cuddy's. You, you found the spot. Wow! Well, not. It was in the neighborhood. I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was like public. Yeah, five minutes from where I grew up. What? Did it's you ever go there. when he was there? Never when he was there. But okay. I've gotten from the same man, and we used to get also haircuts from this dude Hassan. They used to do the designs. I had all kinds of designs in my hair on Casino Boulevard. But I just grew up at the time, just like everybody else, when everything was just like. Sports outfit. I was in a sports outfit, like I said, from the day I was born. Sports outfit. Put him in a jersey. Put him in a Mets outfit. Little shorts. Put him in a hat. Put him in a Knicks shirt. You know. Now this is we the nineties. So they didn't have like we weren't big football fans. It was not right. like a big football team until I got older. And the Jets were around for me, but 
for some reason, Albanians like baseball. Hmm. That is weird. But if the city was on fire in 86, so it was like, put him in the fucking shirt. Do you remember the first time you went to the garden? Yeah, I should, but I don't because I've been there fucking million times. That's the problem. Yeah, that's a good problem. But I've been there for house wrestling shows. I've been there for like boys to men on ice type shit. I've been at the garden for every kind of event that you could imagine. Anything that the garden has had, I've been there. And I really, I can't like circus, fucking Ringling Brothers circus. I've been there for that. It's just like the garden is almost like my gymnasium, you know? Mm. I can't even remember the first time I stepped in there. It's like, once again, it's as if I was born in the garden. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 90s Knicks, obviously, you know, you're not Action Bronson at the time, but uh, they were the hottest ticket in town. Did you go to any of those games, any of those playoff games, any of those memorable games? I didn't go to playoff games, but I definitely went to some games. I went to a Jordan comeback game. I was the at double the nickel. Yeah, but I was up in the like serious rafters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but my friends had like my homies had uh, season tickets growing up, but I wasn't. I was. I was in front of the TV. Yeah. Now I be was, honest. Were you rooting for Jordan that night? Hell no. Okay. You know, I've I always had a thing with him. I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate anybody. I just dislike him a lot. Why? <laughs> just various reasons. It's too many to name. Okay. Uh, at the top of the list, probably he broke our heart year after year. Yeah, well, I deal with heartbreak well. Sure, yeah. 93, I thought we had him. I really did. Up 2-0. <laughs> hey, listen. <sighs> Charles Smith? The memorial, the Charles Smith Memorial under the basket. Oh my gosh. Like my favorite, like my favorite New York sportscaster, Joe Beningo, would say. He would call it the Charles Smith Memorial. Oh my God. How many how many shots did you miss? I think it was like four or five over uh, and over yeah. again. It was heartbreaking. 92, we took him to seven games. 93 up 2 0 in the conference finals. 94, obviously the finals. The one that probably hurts the most is 94 because we were so damn close. But 97 is the one that I hold on to, thinking that that's the team that could have done it. Obviously, they were up 3-1 against the Heat. P.J. Brown, Charlie Ward, remember that? He freaking, you know, power bombs him. Power bombs him and everyone gets off and then everyone gets fucking suspended. Horrible. He goes that, but, you know, again, man, it was just that, it was that heated heat rivalry. It was like, man, we just want to fucking kill somebody. They can't help themselves. Between the Bulls, the Heat, and the Pacers in the 90s, who did you hate the most? The Heat. Yeah. The Heat, because we would have big problems. I mean, I hated Reggie. I hated Reggie fucking Miller. Yeah. But you have to respect how fucking killer instinct that man had, that the, what he has, you know? He has the ability to drive the dagger through your heart over and over again, and you know what he's going to do. And you can't stop it. It's just ridiculous. And he's a fucking annoyance. You know, but those Heat teams, they were just, because they were they were kind of ass tough. They had some fucking tough-ass players, man. Some real fucking beefcakes. Yeah. Uh, they had some real meatheads, man. Think about those sure. guys. Morning. The, who was the forward? You said, what was his name? The big motherfucking brolic one. Uh, well, they had a few. Uh, morning, they had Brian Grant later on. Um, they, he was jacked out of his fucking mind. Uh, they had, he, at one point, they had Clarence Weatherspoon. Yeah, but he wasn't that jacked. No, he wasn't that jacked, but he was annoying. I didn't like him. Anthony Carter, Tim Hardaway annoyed me. I liked Tim Hardaway on the Warriors. I liked him UTEP, but not on the Heat. I mean, he invented the crossover. I know, but he was annoying on the Heat. I feel like, I don't know if anyone realizes Tim, Hardy, Tim Hardaway invented the crossover. The UTEP two-step. There was. By the way, I have a, uh, I just realized I have a, a Band-Aid on my head. You would appreciate this. Doing? I was working out and I was trying to do a shoulder press thing and I freaking knocked my, I, I hit my head with the freaking dumbbell just uh, like an hour ago. Which show, what kind of shoulder presses were you doing? Show me. I was like, here, I, I suck. I'm inspired by you. I'm here and then I went up like that and then. That's good. <laughs> Try and bring them here like Arnold like and you. then turn them up. Ah, so closer like this. Bring them back here, yeah. That's the Arnold press. 
Anything so, Arnold does, you do. Okay, because I was here. This is the problem. I was here almost That's like. It's okay for kettlebells. You're, you're in tight. You want to hold that stack tight. So, But for dumbbells, you want to be kind of there. Okay. Yeah, we'll this figure it out. This is good for an audio podcast. I would love to. What an honor. Um, when you were younger, did you play basketball? Every day of my life. Did you play basketball. on a team? I played. I wasn't great, obviously, on the team. <laughs> Why Mark, obviously? Superstar, I don't because I'm chubby. Yeah, I'm short and chubby. Oliver Miller, huh? Oliver Miller style. She had some hype, but I the thing is, this I have smarts and I have ability. Okay, my jumper is unbelievable, my court vision is second to none, <laughs> and my rebound ability at my size. It, I'm, I'm fucking moving people around like I'm an animal, there's no doubt. I'm one of so, those guys you don't, want to, you don't want under the basket with you because I'm going to fucking play that game where you're going to have to use your energy the whole time to move me. Who would you compare your, your game to? There's nobody. There's nobody at this size. Incomparable? It's, it's, I have the body type of Barkley with the finesse of the Iceman. George, the I, was, I was just going to say George Griffin. I was yeah, just going to say George Griffin. Around the basket, I'm like George Gervin. Wow. Um, and my bestiality is kind of like Vince Carter. Wow. The mental, the mental. This is that's, why, that's how I think is I'm gonna dunk on you like him. My right. energy. My gosh. And, and your energy. Would you say your your three point uh shooting skills like Dana Barrows? No, I would say that my three point ability is kind of like effortless. Um I don't know who it looks like. You know, it's more of like a... I got it. Sam Perkins. Like a Turkish Sam Perkins. <laughs> you know? One of the great releases in NBA. Yeah, just, that's a lefty. That's a lefty release, sure. right? Yeah, but he just never got off the ground. He just like freaking launched it. Like a Sean Marion. Oh, wow. Okay. This is tremendous. Um, and, and, and so, of course, one of the reasons why I really wanted to talk to you was... Uh, it's summertime, not summer, excuse me, it's spring. The Knicks are rolling. We're As of right this second, we're up one nothing on the Cavs. By the time you listen to it tomorrow, this this uh, episode, we might be 1-1 at worst. Could be up 2-0, which would be tremendous, going back to the Garden. Whoa, we're gonna, we got to take it out. We got to sweep them out. How do but you I, feel? I'm not going to be here for game four, so let's fucking pro let's elongate it slightly so when I get back, I could go to five or six. If well, needed. five would be in Cleveland. You're not going to Cleveland. No. One, yeah. two, four. No, one, two, three, and then three, four. four here, five back, six here, seven there. Oh, yeah. Pardon me. Three, four, five. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So how do you feel? How do you feel I about feel, the state of the team? I feel great. Top to bottom, we're a better team than them. We're a better team than them. And we have the best player on the court, in my opinion, because I've seen it up front and close. Who's that? And I've analyzed Jalen Brunson for sure. His mind on the on the court is 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 what it's it's what takes him past everybody else. His ability to trick the trickery mm. and 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 the and and the wit that he plays with. You know, he has something about him. His fluidity and he's he looks kind of chubby, but he's not. Mm. You know, but those chubby guys that are slightly slightly a little out of shape always. They're always they, they know more moves. Hmm. They're, they're at they're adaptable. They you need know, to adapt with that type of body, you know, with just a slightly you look different so that everyone's expecting you to be slow, but you're not. You could he could switch gears like a you know, like a Porsche. He could go, you know, quick, boom, 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 slow it down, cruise. He changes gears. Mm -hmm. He weaponizes pace. Did you think he would turn out to be this good? Because remember, uh, in the offseason, people were mocking the Knicks that they paid all this money for him. Everyone was laughing. I mean, dude, nobody knows what, what's going to happen, but he's a champion. He's right. a national champion. So that does count for something. And he was the point guard. He was the lead of the national championship. So those guys are usually good, good guys to go with. He has a you good head on his shoulders. His body reminds me of John Bagley. Remember him? John Bag, I know John Baglio. <laughs> Close. Khalid El Amin. Of course, Khalid El Amin. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. 
his dad, of course, Rick Brunson. You remember him when he was like the 15th man in the 90s. Could you ever yep. imagine that Rick Brunson would give us this gift? I mean, the 15th man giving us the, the best point guard that we've had since Mark Jackson, probably. Pat Mahomes. Yeah, that's true. Patrick Mahomes. That's right, yeah. It just happens. Shit's weird. <laughs> uh, I, I, I will say, as of right this second, I'm nervous, and I'll tell you why. Um, first off, Donovan Mitchell terrifies me, but number two, my favorite player on the Knicks right now I love Brunson, and, and and I have got love for RJ, all that. Josh Hart. And if Josh Hart is injured, I think there's problems. Well, there's no doubt. Well, he, he's been a major, major player since he got here. Mm -hmm. Like, that's his running mate right there. They're, they're, they're playing together from when they when they were kids. Everything seems to be clicking the right way. Um, we just need we need other people to pick up if that's the case. We need quickly to play well. Mm -hmm. We need him to play well. We need him to play the way he needs to play. He was supposed to be, you know, that next that next guy. He needs to get on that goddamn court and play. You know, um, you need to pick up the slack. We don't want anybody to be injured. But if you know, we got to deal with what we got to deal with. Uh, someone and asked. Mitchell, honestly, I don't know, man. Can he sustain? His amazingness throughout all the, you know, I just don't know. I don't think so. He's done it. Yeah, but can he single-handedly beat a really good team? I don't know. In the first round, he's had his moments. I actually was listening to an interview that you did last year, almost exactly a year ago. You were on Jalen and Jacoby, and they asked you about the rumors of Donovan coming to the Knicks. And you said, uh, not if it's, you know, at the expense of R.J. Barrett. A year later, do you think they should have... Given up R.J. Barrett to get Donovan? I st you know, it's hard to... I don't like to look back at things like that. I think R.J. is... is you know, we we didn't draft Donovan Mitchell. Hmm. I want a draft pick to work out. You know what I mean? I, it's, that's where I'm coming from. I want R.J. to work out. He shows lots of promise. Maybe took a little slight step back, but still very young. Do I make the trade? Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. I make the trade. When it comes down to business and fucking what you see what's going on now, all right, what are you going to do? Maybe uh, I fucking made the wrong, the wrong no, choice there. I said the same last summer. I love RJ's my guy, Canadian. I mean, to have a Canadian draft pick on the Knicks is incredible. I have to say I'm very down on him. Um, and I'm not trying to pile it on because I really do want him to succeed. Uh, I want him to succeed more than anyone on the team because he's our own, right? But if, uh, I don't know if he's got it. I really don't. I don't know if he's that guy. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Time will tell. Uh, but you know, you can't, you can't take too much time with shit, you know? No. No. Time is definitely a ticket. And they just gave him that big contract. Someone asked me this yesterday. Who's the most important player on the Knicks, Randall or Brunson? I said Brunson. They said I'm crazy. I feel like that's, you agree. I think that's ridiculous. That's crazy talk. Of course it's Brunson. Okay. All right. We tried it with Randall, just him. You know, we're, we, we now, everyone's excited because we've added Brunson and what he's brought. He's a potential MVP in my mind. He's literally that valuable. I mean, I, I'm Julius Randle. I, I wish that he would play kind of, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not his fucking coach. I'm not a coach. <laughs> I'm just a fan. Take me out of this. I'm just a fan. Sure. Me too. You know, I've been disgruntled for years. I just want him to play the way we know he could play. That's it. That's it. I just want him to fucking dominate down low, run the floor, rebound his fucking ass off. Not saying he's not, but you know, there's things there's, that could be cut away. If if Tibbs needs some tips, holler. <laughs> can he can he just give up the ball when he's being double teamed? Though my thing is like sometimes he just holds. Why on get to the double team? Why are you isolated? Why are you dribbling out in the right. fucking perimeter? Yeah. What are we doing? Drives me nuts. And some of those threes. The the three-pointers, the the ill-advised. I mean, when they go in, we clap, but it's yeah. ill-advised. No, 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 no. Yes. Every and time. The jump, the base, getting trapped at the baseline, jump pass across the court, steal. It, that drives me fucking nuts as well. The jump pass while being trapped close to the fucking half-court line, baseline, drives me nuts. Sideline, pardon me, not sure. sideline. Yeah. 
Why? Why are we doing this every time? I know. It's like his signature, it's like the G to throw. It's his signature move. To get trapped and then do the jumping pass. He he reminds me a lot of J.R. Smith in that every time J.R. took a shot, I was like, no, but then it went in. I was like, all right, fine. And with him, like that that heat, that heat buzzer beater, remember that a few weeks ago? It was classic that, right? Uh, when J.R. is on fire, bro, there's really nothing, there's nothing that can stop him when he shoots. That man's a shooter. Hmm. That's what he does. He's not going down and digging in for rebounds. He's a shooter. Julius Randle's fucking gorgeous with the left. It's a gorgeous shot. Just, I don't like to compare anybody to anybody, but he's like a left-handed Barkley in my mind. He's that, he's more athletic, stronger. He has nice handle, you know, around the basket. Just focus that, focus, 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 focus. What do you think is uh, the ceiling for this team? Like, like, what would you be happy with? First round win, is that cool? Or, or are we setting sights higher? You know, bro, listen, you, you, we know what goes down when we do this. We, we always are, are let down. I don't, want, I don't want to set myself up for another letdown. I just, I'm rolling with the punches. Okay. I'm, I'm riding the wave. I'm here. I'm happy. Let's go. I'm, I'm playing with them. I'm with them. I'm playing. We're in the game. I don't yeah. know. Let's, I, I just, you know, it, it looks like there's some, there's some issues with some other players around the league that, that might lead us to. Yes. Oh, there might it, them. It's not not an easy easy path whatsoever, but there might be. We got to get out of we got to get out of the Cavs' way. We got to get out of there. Now, are you are you the type of fan that just watches the Knicks? Or are you watching everything? Like, are you watching what's going on in Sacramento, or is that too late for you? I'm a, I'm definitely. Uh, I've watched less and less. I just really keep up with my team. Mm-hmm. Um, there's too much MMA talk <laughs> for me to listen to. <laughs> That's your favorite. It's too much. Yeah, I've told you. It took over my life for many years now. Um, it's just too much for me to watch and listen to and rewatch. But what about Draymond Green? I mean, a classic pro wrestling heel, right? I mean, you see that? He gave him the old Vanderlei Silva stomp to the chest. It was like it was a very it was it was a pro wrestling stomp. It was. He just stepped on his abs. That was it. It was like he was working. He worked. Yes. He worked Arvidas's son. You love Arvidas, right? One of my favorite players, bro. Arvidas Sabonis was gorgeous. The way he handled the ball at his height and his fucking Bulgarianness or wherever he was from yes. was unbelievable. I believe he Lithuania. Was, Lithuania. Him, him with the battle of the like those type Rick Smiths, that that type of shit is my era <laughs> unstoppable download garbage. I love it. Ah, uh, so good. I can see your face lighting up. Because man, I'm so psyched on I'm watching Arvidas on my like I see the basketball card I have, him in the position ready to do the behind the back. (laughs) (laughs) One of the greatest passing big men. Jokic is a lot like uh, Sabonis, obviously way better and 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 way quicker and agile. But uh, what a pleasure to watch those '90s uh, Blazers teams. Watching Jokic up close, he's moving in slow motion, but it's fast. Hmm. You know, understand what I mean? Like it's just like it looks so slow but it's it he just fucking does everybody up it's pretty specific it's his moves are hakeem-esque around the basket with with like some tim duncan in him you know he's like tim duncan methodical with some hakeem explosion Mm -hmm. because i watched him pull like a three-piece move on on the knicks that night when they were playing I don't know, he scores like 30-something. Yeah. He has some cool numbers. But he pulled a move under the basket where he did the Hakeem, but he added one more. It was just sick. It was sick. He's a joy to watch, no doubt about it. Um, I've, I've heard you talk about John Morant. You love John Morant, and, and you've lamented the fact that, oh, if we just had that second pick a couple of years ago, could I ask? I like him on the court. Yeah, well, because. Now I don't know about all this other yeah. weird old shit, man. What do I you can't... think about what's happened to him? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't realize he was, you know, that type of fella. Yeah. I thought he kept his nose clean. It feels like it's slipping away from him, and I feel like the Lakers are going to beat them. I, I feel like these guys were like uh, the big bad tough guys, and now all of a sudden it's all crumbling. The Lakers, man. Lakers got to do something. The Lakers got to make it. They need LeBron around. 
makes it interesting. Yeah. Are you a LeBron fan? Uh, yeah, I am a LeBron fan. I used to, I, th- I knew that his shoes were going to be valuable. How about that? What do you mean? What do you mean? I just remember when they started coming out back in the day, I had them from the first ones, the LeBron ones, the coach leather Air Force One low tops, high school joints. Oh, yeah. I just knew that they would be, you know, some collector's items like Jordan's because it's better than Jordan. Now, come on. <laughs> you're not really saying, you're not doing this, right? That's not, you don't really believe that. There's no one, there's no chance that you from your era and, and the nostalgia that you have for the NBA believes that. <laughs> nah, I don't believe that. I can't, I can't, can't even lie to myself. Yeah, no, I know you don't believe. Do you have the same affinity for shoes as, as you do for jerseys? Absolutely, for shoes. I, I had everything in the East Bay magazine, everything. Since it, like a, a kid, I had every sports shoe that has ever come out from Hideo Nomo to motherfucking Bo Hideo Jackson, Nomo. right? To John McEnroe, to Pete Sampras, to fucking Martina Navratilova. If she had a shoe, I had it. <laughs> what about basketball? What was your favorite basketball shoe? I I I, I love the Chris Webbers. Pennies. I had every single penny. Every Chris Weber, Cheryl Swoops, fucking Harold Miner, Rodney. Oh my God! Stop! You're like I feel. Sometimes I feel like we we are like separated. First of all, Harold Miner. You know my my goal as a kid was to collect every single Harold Miner rookie card. Uh, even like the obscure ones, because I believe that I would become a millionaire just by having these rookie cards. I think that combined they are worth 15 cents now, but I loved Harold Miner. And I hated the heat, but I even had a Harold Miner jersey because Baby Jordan in Minnesota dunk contest going like Great. the, was, yep. I mean, it was next level. I wish I could find him. I have a Harold Miner card in my mind. It was like him doing the dunk kind of on fire, but it was in comic. It was like oh. a comic series. Yes. I can't remember who. Oh man, I can't remember who did it, but I had every shoe, every every football shoe. Dion, Emmett, whoever had the shoe, Randy Moss, every single shoe. You mentioned Tim Weber and David did you, Robinsons. Did you have the Weber cross one, the with the straps that were crossed? That was the the Weber's first was the Fab Five Harachis. Okay. Then the ones that came out after that, they had like a little crown on them. They were like white and blue okay. when he got drafted to the Warriors. They also had a black and blue pair. They were just fucking crazy with the big air bubble. Yes. Posters? Poster. Oh, yeah. Every poster that came out. Models had all the posters, bro. Remember we used to flip through them? The Dream Team. Yeah. Fucking. I had so many posters in the crib. Oh, To this day, right here... I would bring it out, but it's dug back there. It's the Barkley versus Godzilla poster, the original one that I had hanging up in my room since I was like eight years old. Wait a second. Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't you have a tattoo of that too? No, I you do. do. I'm, I do. Godzilla and Barkley. It's the fucking, it's the illest series ever. My favorite thing. It's, it's the one thing that I really had from that room that is still intact and framed and like going to be with us forever. It's it's weird. Like we talk about that. Even you remember that Weber commercial where they're at the barber shop and he's talking about dunking on uh, Barkley when he went behind the back, little penny. Why did yeah, everything seem so much cooler back then? Is it just nostalgia? Because I really do think like there's no cool commercials now. There's no cool just, right yeah, because everything has kind of been done and everyone tries to. It's all retro shit. Hmm. No, if you look now, like all the shoes that are still popular are all shoes that came out in the '90s from players that these kids don't even know who the fuck they are. They're just buying the shoe. Right. John Moran's shoe isn't going to be hot. You know, I really like the new KDs, but I don't think anyone's going to buy them shits, but they're fucking fire. Mm. The new, like LeBron, it's just, it's too much. They're not making classics. Like for some reason, whoever was designing those Jordans, whoever was designing Barclays and all these different Air Max sneakers for the basketball players, whether it was that guy Tinker Hatfield or whatever, they're not there no more. You know, it's not the same. I don't know. It was just a little bit, it felt edgier when you were younger. I don't know. It just all looked cooler. It's fucking, everything was just newer. Now it's kind of like we're old, bro. That's why it's not as, shit's just not as exciting. It has to be really exciting for you to get excited. Like me, I don't know. I, 
shit has to be really exciting. Like, wow, I'm really excited. Well, I have to tell you, I was very excited when I got the uh, the New Balance baklavas, and I wear them all the time. Just this morning, uh, my car got messed up. I'm at the the rental car, and he's like, "Man, those are the, are those the Action Bronsons?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" I have ne- I've told you this. I've never felt cooler than when I wear your your top five coolest people I know, and I've said that as well. But these New Balances are great. You've got a second um, version yeah. coming out as well. But could, could, how did this all start? Because you always wore. New Balances, right? Like dating back to when you were a kid, but how did the collaboration come out or come about with New Balance? I mean, the New Balance thing for me has always been, I've since I've seen that they do collaborations, I've always tried to figure that out. You know, it's been like 12 years now. And um, finally, the Pope of Queens, my boy Teddy, Teddy Sanders, the owner of uh, Amelion Door clothing brand in, in New York City. Um, he's the head dude over there now, like of, of Made In and of, in the Made In USA sector. And he just walked me in and was like, yo, we're doing this. This is how, you know, and it just, everything clicked. And it's, it. I've shown and proved. I told people that I could do it. I know I could do it. I know what I could do. I'm a fucking painter. I'm an artiste. A shoe is just another piece of canvas to me. It's just another platform for me to express my feelings. So those shoes are an expression of many, many years. And it's shown by the reaction. It was very polarizing in the best of ways. Well, why was it polarizing? Because they're shocking. It's a shocking colorway, and that's what what I needed to, you know, for me, that's who I am. I'm that type of guy, but you see the nuance and the beauty behind all the shock. There's so, shock value at some point, you know? Oh, yeah. shock. When you're with me, it's, when you see what I do for a living, it's shocking sometimes. The, you know, book by the cover, old joke, you know, all that type of thing, it's shocking. Hmm. I just feel like you can't. You can't judge any. You can't judge anybody by anything. And you got one motherfucker said they need a chance. Better give it. Uh, the the first ones, the nine nineties, uh, with the mm-hmm. yellow and everything, and the purple and the blue, and like the the brown suede. I'm colorblind, so I might be screwing up the colors. But uh, all right, all right, all right. Uh, is there is there like a story behind that, or is it just like what 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 you're feeling? You know, it's just a bunch of colors that I like. But for me, the, yeah, the the bottom is like a wave. The earth tones, the the earth. I'm all. I, I made all this shit up once I looked at them. You know, you, I don't have a fucking story. I was just fucking around yeah. to see what I liked, what looked good. But then the story wove itself. Natural disasters, and baklava mixed. I was looking at baklava. I was like, I really love these colors. Let's put some pistachio, shocking neon green with brown. And then I love the ocean. Let's put that there. I wanted to put everything that represented me. The the second ones are called the lapis lazuli. If I'm yeah, pronoun- what does that mean? It's just a fucking beautiful piece of raw. It's a stone. It's okay. a piece of natural stone that's found in the world. It's the sim. It's similar colors. It has tan, silver, navy blues, midnights, all kinds of slates. So these are a mixtures of blues coming from New York, the blues, blues clues. <laughs> <laughs> How many? Fuck those, bro. I just wanted to reinvent I love like, it. the classic Navy version of a, of a New Balance 990 because it's a heritage shoe and Navy is a heritage color. I just wanted to make it more pop, popping. Is it is this like an open ended thing, or are you just saying I'm going to make two, or and that's it? Open ended for sure. There's there's lots of things in the works. Oh wow! Now that now that we've now that we've uh, we've known each other, we're going to know each other more. Wow, that is amazing. You 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 mean you and New Balance, not me and you? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Okay, I was just trying, I was just making sure. Uh, uh, for a guy who grew up idolizing the people who are wearing what the shoes, who is that number it's two? A, but what brand? Uh, Dixon Oriole. 
No, not bad. All right. Yeah. You know, shout out. Um, still uses those. I love that you have that pencil. I have a whole collection. He's sharpened mine with a fucking little paring knife. <laughs> I didn't have it sharpened, so I used to have like a round tip. My all my pencils looked weird at school. Like, why are you sharpening them with a knife? I love holding on to pencils. You know why? Because Mister Perfect on the uh, commentary desk used to flip the pencil. Yeah, he always had a thing. He had a thing. Uh, but for someone who loved shoes, like to have your own shoe now, of all the things you've done. And I've been told I'm the first one of Albanian heritage with their own shoe. Wow, that is huge. It's like going number one in Bulgaria. That's what I've done also. You have? <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I really have, but it's ridiculous. Like, yo, it they, called me, yo, they called me up. Yo, bro, I just got to tell you, you just went number one in Bulgaria. <laughs> but it was only for like three minutes. They didn't like it that much. There has to be a moment where you sit back and you're like, I can't believe this is my life, right? You've done a lot of things in movies, the the book, the best sell, but like, the sh I feel like the shoe for you is like, I can't believe I have my own shoe. No. Um. Nah, I could believe it because it's like I, I've manifested a lot of the things in my life. I just feel like I'm writing my own book. I'm writing my own story. Uh, I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm able to execute everything that's in my mind for the most part. I'm just I'm 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 grateful that I'm able to execute. I don't know how or what allow. I'm just I've been able to do that, and that's really ideas are great and all that stuff. There's a hundred million of them floating around. Just got to execute, and I've kept my eye on the prize, and I don't fucking stop. You know, everyone has their time, but not if you keep going. Do you, do you have a theory as to why? I feel like New Balance is really cool again. Like the Kawhi thing was cool, clean, the shirts, the commercial. How have they made this turn from being a brand where I think some people are like, oh, like that's the dorky brand to now I feel like they're super, super cool? Well, yeah, they work with a lot of cool people as far as collaborations throughout the years. Like Nike doesn't really allow just like regular, more than, you know, just regular people to have it has to be some really oh my god you have to be oh fucking janet jackson michael jackson okay to get, to get the nike shoe and usually traditionally with other brands as well but new balance allows maker like as far as like the people who are of the shoe culture have collaborations and redesign and reimagine shoes i think it's the program of allowing New, like just new ideas on these silhouettes as far as like all these shoes get recreated over and over again you know shoes come out like nike just keeps retroing shit keeps retroing shit at least new balance for me they're allowing other people to attack the design of the shoes you know to make them new every single time and to make to build this narrative of brands and partnerships and you know community no it's great that was great um but, but honestly it's it they they work with a lot of fucking cool designers and they allow they allow motherfuckers to do what they want honestly it's great it's easy to work with them um uh if i ask you favorite knicks game that you've ever seen live that you ever attended is there one that comes to mind like oh. a famous uh, the one I, it's more recent I'm you know when you put me on the spot with that type of memory I don't have that type of memory oh I have to my go god back. you're dropping you're, dro you're dropping but I have very weird memory that's the thing <laughs> I have a stoned memory that's stuck all that shit is stuck no matter what you're telling that's me about skybox cards from 1992 yes <laughs> but I can't tell you what happened the other day <laughs> okay fair enough can I tell you about my one of my favorite Nick's memories uh, the first game I ever went to was March 11th, 1995, Nick Sonics. I have a weird memory when it comes to dates. You know this. But in April of 2021, uh, uh, you know, I was actually, I just interviewed Jake Paul. This is crazy. I've never told you this story, but I just no. interviewed Jake Paul because it was after the UFC pay-per-view in Jacksonville when Rose Namajunas kicked uh, Zhang Weili in the head. And this is the Monday after. At that event, Jake Paul and Daniel... Back, right? First one in front of the, the crowd, yes. At right. that event, Jake Paul and Daniel Cormier got into it. And I was doing the show with DC and Jake Paul's team asked me to interview him. So I interviewed him real quick about what happened in Jacksonville. And then I went to Nick Sons with you at MSG. Yeah. Now this right. was MSG, 
you know, pandemic days, only 2,000 people in the building, right? This was my first time going back to the garden since the pandemic. Me and you never sat courtside at MSG, so that was a huge freaking deal for me. And I'm I'm with the mayor of New York. We're sitting there at courtside, and it's like, what's well, one of the Kardashians is to our left because she's dating Devin Booker, and there's 2,000 people. Again, when the Knicks, I think, had won like nine in a row or eight in a row, and they're playing the Suns, who are red hot with Chris Paul, and I couldn't believe. And the thing that stood out for me the most was there were there was like a 55-year-old Asian woman to an 18-year-old Puerto Rican to a 25-year-old black kid who's coming up to you and saying I love your work. Like I was like, wow, the range that you have, the guys at the garden, the security, you were like you were like the freaking mayor of New York. It was an unbelievable experience. One of my favorites ever. I love that. That makes me feel good. Yeah, the it's it feels good to be able to uh to walk into the garden and have like it's 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 a safe haven, you know, it's pretty oh. nice living. Um one of my favorite one of my favorite times at the garden was I brought my my older kids with me. Um and we met Magic Johnson. I took a picture of them with Magic Johnson and it was pretty fun. I thought that was pretty next level. Yeah, for sure. It's just magic in general. He's a crazy ass dude, man. The the guys from the nineties, Ewing, Starks, Oakley. Did you, you ever meet those guys? Yeah, I met Starks doing a weird like MSG concessions tasting. Wow. We were just kicking it, eating chicken, like eating chicken fingers together. <laughs> yeah, he's cool as hell. Um, I smoked some. Actually, I didn't smoke with them, but I gave, I gave Spree a fat ass joint of some fire. Oh wow! In an LJ, and uh, this was at like a chef's night event, where it's like a dream event for like Chase Banker, one of these fucking bankers, City, whatever does the you know one of those. So I got invited. This was the day I fucking went eight for 14. One, I, I went three for three immediately as soon as I stepped on the court. Wow. From, At the garden? From three point, yeah. Wow. Immediately. I was also 380. <laughs> Boy, that is it. <laughs> Everything was crazy. So what I gave Spree a fat ass joint. And then months later, I was in Milwaukee airport and we see each other. He's like, yo. <laughs> Yo, that shit was crazy. And now every time I see Spree in the in the in the dining room area, he always shouts me out. Another time was recently, not too, it was a couple of years ago, but it was a crazy game. I don't know what game it was, but fucking all I remember is something very specific. Michael Irving. Michael Irving was in all white, an all white like jean outfit with uh like a studded grenade on the front of the fucking shirt oh i couldn't take it i literally could he was just screaming and yelling with somebody i couldn't take it i I was like the illest shit i've ever seen in my life all white ripped jeans oh like like a rhinestone studded grenade on the shirt huge like that that's like a cool canadian tuxedo yeah it was like the craziest like Houston, Texas. I don't even know. It was like Jamaica Avenue shit. It was crazy. You ever meet Ewing? I never met Ewing, man. Wow. I never that's fucking cool. Ewing. You got I it, right? It was like it's like meeting Joe Pesci. I didn't know what to say. I just shook his hand and was like, yeah, I gotta go. That's it. That's all I said to him. Why? Because I didn't know what to say. So I wasn't even gonna fucking sit there and be weird. Much respect. You know, got yeah, love. I don't even know what to say, so I'm gonna leave. Take care, guys. <laughs> that is amazing. His family came up to me. He was like, "Yo, I love fuck that's delicious. I want you to meet Joe." I was like, "Fuck is Joe?" And then he he moves, and just a face reveals itself, and it's Pesci. And I shit my pants in my underwear. It was crazy. <laughs> is 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 Ewing your favorite Nick of all time? He's the most beloved in my heart. Really? The, yeah, he is because he's he's like that. He never got it, you know. Mm. He was hated on a lot, but without him, where in the fuck would we have been? Honestly, nowhere. He the is disrespect. The disrespect. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was so underappreciated. Never had that second star with him. Uh, Love Clyde as well. He mm -hmm. didn't ask for those knees. No. He fucking put ice, bandages, all kinds of shit to play every night for us. Think about what he had to do to play. 
you go fucking play basketball two nights in a row. Tell me if your little footsies is going to hurt. You know, when these guys are fucking 7-1, huge, banging with other big men. Come on. What are we uh, doing? Just a couple more. How do you feel about Walt Frazier's uh, suits? Walt Frazier's suits and Walt Frazier is a, uh, it, it's as New York as Ellis Island, as the Statue of Liberty, as the Twin Towers. Not this fucking monstrosity I'm looking at in front of me. You know? Hmm. He is fucking New York City. What do you think what like what do you think would happen in this? I want to meet, I want to get tailored by him. I want to, I, I want Clyde to take me to his tailor. He'll think up the design and put me in it. Oh my god, that'd be incredible. How great would that be? I've that always would... had a dream to be like someone do give me a makeover. Cause I dress schlubby, but in a cool way. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, just give me, like, a fucking, like, all-leather makeover. Like, fucking, I don't know. Fucking weirdo shit. Like, put me in Italian suits. Put you, me in Italian suit guy? You want to be a suit guy? I don't know. Let's see. Hmm. I have thick-ass thighs, so I don't know. By the way, and speaking I'm of... sliding heavy, so... Yeah, it's t- you, like you need a custom. Crazy. I need barbell. I need stretchy. It needs to stretch. <laughs> uh, what, what? Your tour was NBA leather, but that wasn't a nod to NBA. It was just a ridiculous name to call a tour. <laughs> you know, I was like, yo, I came up with a couple of different names. Like, I don't know, wolves in the like wolves in the wild or something. I don't know what the fuck it was. And I just said, they were like, nah, nah. I was like, ah, what about NBA leather? Yeah, that's it. I knew that was going to be the one. So then we put the little Enye to make it Hispanic. Okay. But we couldn't get sued. Uh, okay. I was wondering <laughs> about that. I was wondering about that. It's all good. But they got love for you. You're on NBA.com. I saw you do the whole Christmas thing. You did the whole like uh, menu thing for NBA.com, right? Yeah, I love the NBA. I love um, Adam. I mean, who doesn't? Fellow Jew. I, mean, I told you, I went. To, when was I, I was at the Knicks game. He was at his table with his fucking family. And you he was like, this. oh. Yo, Bronson, we love fuck that's delicious. I on everything. Commissioner Silver? Commissioner Adam Silver. Wow. Straight up. Got up, shook my hand and everything. I was like, all right, hell yeah. Did he dap you up too? He's like cool. Dap- yeah. Dap- <laughs> this. Uh. <laughs> well, long clothes also. Oh my God. That no, is amazing. like halfway weird clothes. Like he closed it the way you would close it in Queens. Oh wow. Yeah, he's got style. He's got he's got, you know. He's got street cred. Um, best he arena. Sat for- he sat next to the fucking to Stern for years. He sat next to him. Yeah, he was like his consul Yeti. I love David Stern too. I know some people say he's crazy. I never had to deal with him. I never had to cover him. And I know what it's like to cover you know hotheads. But to me, the NBA isn't what it is today without him. Yeah, I mean, you always need those guys. You need those heads of heads of class that have <laughs> they have that demeanor. You know, they fucking rule and that's that. And then we talk about it later, how good it was for, right. for the sport at the time. And everything is always needed at that time. Look at where things are. Um, last two things. Number one, uh, the Blue Jays just came out with a poutine hot dog. Uh, and mm. everyone's raving about it. Best arena food? Is there one that comes to mind? Hmm. At, like actual concessions? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe not, maybe like just about, yeah. I'd like to see some arenas get a little bit more fucking adventurous with the concessions. It's usually some bullshit. Yeah. And, um, but backstage, like backstage, you know, at the Knicks, whenever they have those little dinner things like halftime, the food is always good. They always have a nice crudite. They always have a nice uh, platter of either a vegetable, something for everybody. You know, they have something for everybody and it's all done well. Last little, time I had a beautiful burnt end sandwich. Oh, mm. It was phenomenal. It was actually really good. Okay. They do a good job over there. I don't yeah. know if it's Aramark or whatever. It's fucking assholes. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm post- just. Corporate cooking sucks. Yeah. They need to fucking bring in the real people. They need a lady with empanadas on the truck, like rolling the shit around for people. They need someone with beers in a fucking baby carriage. Got to bring the real. Make it like the park. 
what what do you think would happen in the city if the Knicks won? Like, what can you even put that into words? Oh my God, bedlam, be, bedlam, pandemonium, <laughs> pandemonium in Piscataway. Uh, it wouldn't be it, it, Giants, Jets, Yankees. Nothing would compare, right? I mean, I've been to a lot of Yankee parades, man. Their next level, '96 was incredible. Mm. Um, the Knicks is gonna fucking be crazy. Uh, I just, I hope my knees are good to party. I hope I'm alive. That's what I'm saying. I hope yeah. I'm not like, you know, have to if, even if you have to wheel me the fuck in, I'll get one or two dances in and then that's it. Just show it to me, for God's sakes. Just show it to me. Well, we're on our way. You're the freaking man. Thank you so much. I look forward to these chats all the time. This was fun, chatting a little okay. basketball with you. Go Love freaking this. Knicks. I hope I, showed, I hope I showed out. You did. Oh, big time. You always do. My memory is not that great, man. I've, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. The, the funny thing about you saying that is you might have the best memory of anyone I know because you you talk about the most obscure stuff. It's just when I put you on – It's you know what? That's on me as an yeah, interviewer. No, it's not you. I should be able to conjure it, up a fucking game. It comes to you. It came to you. More things are coming to me as you're wrapping up. Let's you, do part you, two. You you were at the double nickel game. Jordan passes it off to Montreal's own Bill Wennington for the yep. slam. I was conflicted that night. I was like, yeah, come on, I Bill. I was also at fucking Chandler and uh, yeah, Dustin Poirier. Yeah, oh, yeah, too, yeah. Then I was with Ch then the next year, Chan sitting next to Gaethje watching Chandler and Poirier. Oh, that I is. Was, I was like, yo, bro, I was literally here last year watching you and him in there. Everyone was going nuts. That is crazy. No. And I know you love MMA, but uh, do me a favor. If you're free this Saturday. I was trying to go. I'm trying to go. Wait, w Tank? Of course. You're kidding me? You're coming I've never, out? I've never been to boxing before. How about that? I, I know. I was trying to get you to go to Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano. You I weren't mean, in town. I'll go to Croke Park. Ah, uh, you know yourself. Wait, are you going to be in Vegas? I'm not. I'm actually going to be in Denver, but I'll... I'm actually I'm trying to I'm trying to stay for the BKFC shit. I'm trying to stay for Luke's fight, but I got wow. a show twenty second in Denver. I don't know if I could pull a whole week there, but I'm gonna try. All right. Well, hopefully you uh, are able to at least watch it. Much love to you. I'll Everything. be watching. You'll I'll be, be watching. watching for sure. Who do you have? Handheld or whatever. I'm watching. Who's your pick? Mm, heavy. Tank. Tank, yeah. Nah, it's gotta be Tank. He's just a fucking heavy hitter. I'd be, I, it would be a surprise if Ryan did. If he knocked him out, it'd be surprising. Mm, maybe I'll point him. I, don't know, I got but. King Ryan. I, I'm going with the underdog. Oh, do you? Yeah, decision. Decision. Yeah. Okay. I got Good Tank knockout. Yeah, that, uh, that's. Uh, that would uh, be the way, right? That would be the way. Eighth round, seventh round, ninth round, something like that. But it's gonna that's, be great. I can't wait. I can't wait. What's um, it on? What's it's it on, on Showtime pay-per-view. Shout out. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yes. Perfect. Showtime pay-per-view. Check that out this Saturday. NBA playoffs in full swing. Check out the Action Bronson New Balances. They're all sold out. Good luck to you uh, trying to get them, but maybe for don't phase two. Don't even check them out anymore. Don't, okay, check don't even out. check them out. Don't check them out. Check, hey, check out his YouTube channel, putting out his own F That's Delicious episodes. Right. Independent Bronson. And if it when when's this coming out? Soon? Today? Tomorrow? Today, Tuesday. Tuesday, April 18th. The next two Tuesdays, I have well, I've had a sold out residency, five shows at La Poussin Rouge. Yeah, in downtown the West Village, New York City. Okay. Legendary spot. I they're already sold out, but I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying it for. But come try and holler at me. Come, All right, also, come and try and get a ticket. It'll be fucking fire. I'll be outside waving. Uh, with the common folk. Uh, you, you come in. Uh, come on. Uh, you you want to come. Don't bullshit me. Uh, much love, Action. Thank you so much. Yeah, my brother. Peace. I mean, how cool is that guy? That, that's just two friends hanging out, just dropping names. Tom Gugliata, Arvita Sabonis, John Bagley, Khalid Elamin, all these names. Like You can only talk about those names with someone like Action Bronson, a true old school basketball fan. Enjoyed that conversation very much and I hope you did as well. 
Um, going to a Nick game with him was so much fun, as I said in the conversation. He was wearing, by the way, as we were talking, um, an old school Ewing jersey. That's how hardcore he is. That's how much he loves wearing jerseys, as we discussed. So I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you so much for the support on this uh, on this new show. Thank you for following and, and subscribing and commenting and reviewing. All that stuff really goes a long way, especially since as of right now, it's just an audio podcast. So I'm really enjoying it. Hope you are as well. Thank you to Showtime Basketball for the opportunity. It's been an absolute pleasure working with the whole team. I'm looking forward to going to Las Vegas for Tank Garcia. I might even meet up with some of the Showtime Basketball guys. So stay tuned for that as well. And of course, Thank you very much to the great Action Bronson. Go check out his stuff over at actionbronson.com. I mean, the guy's just doing an unbelievable amount of things and everything is so cool. I mean, it's like one cool thing after the next. So much love to him, much respect to him. And uh, hopefully the city remains on fire, if you know what I'm saying. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time.